0: this is tech guide with stephen Fanick, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated hello and welcome to tech guide episode 533 and a brand new year happy new year everyone we hope it's a big one for you Great to have your company once again in 2023. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And I've just landed in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronic Show. We're going to talk to you about what we can expect to see, the trends and the themes we're also likely to see at the show. Uh, and we'll also talk about some announcements that LG have already made before the Consumer Electronics Show even gets underway. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a listen to the Bowers and Wilkins PX8 headphones. We'll also check out the Philips Air Performer Air Purifier and how you can create your own customised version of the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, this is my 18th time to the Consumer Electronics Show here in Las Vegas. This show has been going on a lot longer than that, but I've been on the ground. uh, I, I can't say 18 years in a row because in 2021, they didn't have a physical show. It was a virtual show, so I didn't travel. First time in 19 years, I didn't travel to Vegas in January that year. They, they did have a show in early 2020, pre-COVID, and then they took the year off in 2021. And in 2022, January, so a year ago, uh, I was actually at that show as well. So first one after the pandemic, it was a much smaller show than usual. There's usually 100,000 plus people at this show. It was about less than, I think, 50%, just under 50% capacity, uh, attendees were down as well. There were a lot of companies last year who actually pulled out just before the show because there was a new, I think it was the Omicron variant. Or I can't really keep up with the variants, but there had been a new variant and a lot of companies thought it'd be best maybe to to sit it out. So uh, that's, that's the reason why there were many down. This year, I'm not expecting it to be 100% back to capacity, so back to normal I'm expecting, and I'm happy to be wrong about this, I'm expecting about 70% to 80% back. So there's still a few companies that have yet to resume, still a lot of attendees and analysts and even buyers that aren't on the ground here as well. So you've got to remember the Consumer Electronics Show isn't just for journalists. This is a massive event for the industry where the major companies are gathering in Las Vegas, along with the media, myself included. But it's also where the retailers gather as well. So this is a place where all the deals are done. This is where the companies introduce their brand new products. The buyers from each of those retailers are looking at that and say, okay, I like this, we like this, let's take this. And that's when they talk turkey and they decide to plan out the whole year because this is uh, being the start of the year, that's great timing for then planning the rest of the year. So a lot of the stuff that we're going to see at the show will roll out sometime in 2023 but And also beyond that, we will see probably a, a look down the track at what we can expect to see, uh, some long-range stuff, Some uh, you know, there's a lot of prototypes that we see as well. And all, all areas are covered here. We're talking not only consumer electronics like your usual TVs, audio systems, soundbars, all those usual things you'd expect, but the show has broadened so much over the years. It now includes... A lot of, obviously, smart home technology. There's a lot of uh, health and wellness technology as well. Wearables has has come a long way. Sustainability, we'll talk about that a little bit later. That That's also a factor here. It's also now just as big an auto show as it is an electronic show as well. For several years, all the major car companies have gathered here as well to show off not only their latest in-car technology but now as the as the major brands are now cutting over to electric vehicles we're seeing a lot more of those as well i think the line between automotive and technology is blurring rapidly. So that's the reason why I've written so much about EVs. I drive one myself already, but I think that's something that there's going to be a lot of interest around. There's a lot of people that are considering perhaps this year buying an EV, their, their very first uh, time in an EV. So uh, that's pretty significant as well. Uh, the, the show is held mainly at the Las Vegas Convention Center, which for anyone who knows Vegas is not on the Strip. It's off the Strip. So if you know Vegas at all, where you, there's a big, uh, the, the complex where the Venetian and the Palazzo is, if you hang it right there off the Strip, that will then take you to the Las Vegas Convention Center, which is near the old Hilton Hotel. I think it's called the Highgate now. Uh, that, that's the big hotel next door to the convention center. But there are little pockets of the show around the strip as well. Many hotels uh, in Las Vegas are hosting uh, a lot of companies, rather than spending the big money for a big booth on the show floor, choose to just hire out a massive suite in a hotel for the week. And that's where they invite journalists to have a look at their, at their stuff. So a lot of a lot of companies are doing that as well. Uh, in the in the Venetian uh, and the, the other part of the Venetian called the Sands, there is also an area for startups called Eureka Park. There's a lot of small companies that we see for the very first time. There's also a pre-show before CES. CES actually kicks on on January the fifth. Uh, but there is a pre-show on January the third, which is a favourite of mine, called CES Unveiled. And in the next week's show, I'll talk to you about all these little quirky little products that, are, that are, are displayed at this show. I shoot a lot of video at this show as well. Uh, so that we'll, I'll be bringing that to you. So follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, on Tech Guide as well, my Tech Guide YouTube channel. You're going to see a lot of video content as well, as seeing a lot of my written content on the site as well. So I'm looking forward to that as well. January the 4th is Press Day which is the day where, on the hour, a new there's a new press conference. A diff, different companies hold their press conferences all day. They also give us a little, a bit of a, a sneak peek, an early look at their booths as well. So that's going to be a busy day, moving back and forth from the Mandalay Bay, where press days held, to the various locations along the strip where these early, early preview viewings of the products are going to be seen. So, with that in mind, you can you can rest assured. I'm going to have a very busy week here in Las Vegas. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Okay, so what are we actually going to see? What are the trends? What are the themes that we are likely to see here? I think the first one, I did touch on it earlier, is EVs. I'd say there's it's going to be not only... The all, all the major auto companies are here, and for a lot of them, they're in the process of electrifying their range. We've already seen Mercedes Benz, Audi, BMW. Uh, we've, we've seen all, all other brands as well that have already moved into these, like MG, Tesla. I don't think come to the show. Uh, uh the other company who's a conspicuous by their absence at CES is Apple. Apple has never been. At the Consumer Electronics Show. In fact, they used to have a show, if you cast your mind back to the early 2000s, Apple were the star guest at the Macworld Expo, which was what I used to do when I was working at the Daily Telegraph. I would come to the Consumer Electronics Show and then hop a plane to San Francisco right after it to then attend Macworld. Uh, and that's why Apple had their own little show after CES. There was one year where the two shows overlapped, and would you believe that was the year the iPhone was introduced. I was in Las Vegas. I'd already committed to come to Vegas. Uh, My colleague from Melbourne, Melbourne, uh, the Herald Sun, uh, he, he attended the Apple event, and that was where the iPhone was unveiled. But I have to say... The iPhone was unveiled on press day here in Las Vegas that year, and I can remember no one attending press day because this Apple event was so huge that that's all people wanted to know about. And I remember at the time, I was working at the Daily Telegraph, as I said, and despite my colleague being at the event, I wrote most of the stories about this and the effect it was going to have on on the industry. And, and, and that was just one year where they crossed over. Uh, but the, the, the companies that are going to be on the ground, uh, all, all the major companies you'd expect like Samsung and Hisense, Zeus, all, all the big companies, LG, of course, they're, they're going to be kind of leading the way here. They, they've got quite large booths in the central hall, and uh, we're going to see the latest in TV technology. I'm looking forward to that. The latest in soundbar technology as well. Over the years, I've seen so many improvements in televisions. I remember my very first CES back in 2005, the big deal was full high definition. Everyone thinking, wow, what's this full HD business? And it was, uh, it was when flat screen TVs were, were becoming even more popular and more affordable as well. Uh, it, it was quite a time. But I think another – apart from the, the usual consumer electronics that we see at the Consumer Electronics Show, it has, as I said, expanded to other areas. And the other areas, I think, significantly, we're, we're talking about smart products and AI. AI is going to play a massive role in smart home technology, as is the introduction of a new standard for smart home devices, and that's called Matter. So every company producing a type of smart device, Apple included, Samsung, or even all the major companies, all of their products are going to be matter compatible. So to explain that, think of another standard that we take for granted nowadays, that's Bluetooth. So anyone who's ever had a phone, who's anyone, anyone who's ever paired a speaker or a pair of headphones or earphones to a phone, know that whatever brand of phone you buy, there's going to be Bluetooth on board and you're able to connect the earphones. Simple as that. Well, imagine that, that concept, but for home, smart home products. So now not a, we, there's no need for us to be limited to one brand so that all these devices talk to each other. It's now a matter like a phone. You can buy an iPhone and a pair of Sennheiser headphones and they'll pair together. You can buy a Samsung and a Bose pair of headphones, they'll still pair together. You can put Bose with Apple with iPhones, they'll pair together. So now you can imagine your home network, you might have a camera of one brand, some lights of another brand, and they're all talking the same language. That is going is to work wonders for the smart home industry. We're going to see a huge uptake of smart home devices because it's now going to be so simple, even easier to connect all of these products in your home. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, there, is, there is going to be significant announcements around Matter. Uh, the other thing we'll talk about is the metaverse or virtual reality. The metaverse is a, a, fig, a phrase coined by Meta, which is a new name for the, app, uh, for the Facebook parent company, I should say. And the metaverse is virtual reality. So it's the world we can explore virtually using various virtual reality headsets. Now, I think it's going to be a big year for VR because of, well, number one, Meta, Facebook, is releasing their new, I think, another version of the Meta Quest. I think there's a pro version that I'm hoping to see while I'm here in Las Vegas. The other massive rumor is that Apple is producing a virtual reality headset. And we know what happens when Apple decide to jump in the ring. It validates that technology for the industry. I'll give you an example. I remember years ago when Apple introduced the iPhone 8 and the the iPhone X, so the first iPhone without a home button. I think it was back in 2017. And for the first time, those iPhones had wireless charging. So you could sit it on a Qi charger and it would charge wirelessly. And I remember hearing from people thinking they were saying to me, "Have you seen this? This is amazing! Apple has got wireless charging." And I remember my reply being, "Well, Samsung's had that for five years, and you didn't know because you're such a dedicated Apple customer. You really didn't know that that already existed. They were kind of blinkered in their view of technology that unless Apple hasn't, unless Apple does it, it's not official." So with that mindset. If they enter the virtual reality market, it is going to validate it for a lot of customers, a lot of consumers who might have heard of VR, but they will sit up and take notice if Apple decides to enter the game because it means that it's something special. It's something that if a company the size of Apple is willing to make a product for this thing, then it must be worth looking at. So I think the the Apple effect is most certainly going to be coming to play if and when this virtual reality headset does actually go. Okay, it does it is ever released. My I'm hearing early early in the year, like before March, we're going to see it as well. So. Stay tuned for that also. But other VR applications, gaming, so many things you can do with VR. A lot of people think VR is just for playing games. It's not. HTC apparently are are launching a new consumer-level VR headset. HTC have been quietly toiling away in the background. They've really sort of adopted VR, really made it something that industry and various uh, categories of uh, companies can use, like car companies, medical companies, They've been the company supplying these headsets for those those uses, but I think their consumer version is something that everyday people like you and me, mums and dads and whoever, this is the headset that I think, along with the Apple headset, if and when that's ever released, they're going to be the everyday virtual reality headsets that we'll be using. And the metaverse, which is kind of the platform for this, is – I think up for debate. I don't know if it's if it's popular enough yet. If people are willing to sit wearing virtual reality headsets to socialise and to do work and to do those various things, personally, if that's the future for human for human beings for for humankind, I find that rather depressing. Sitting in a dark room with a pair of, with a, a headset on, I, I don't want that to be my future. I want to be out in the world, seeing things, talking to people, interacting with people. I think that there, are, yes, there will be uses for the for the metaverse and virtual reality for maybe for entertainment, for finding information, maybe for interacting and collaborating with other people. But I can't see it as something that's going to happen all the time. I don't know. I might be wrong. That's me. I'm sure you agree. I don't think the metaverse is a place to live twenty four seven. Now, the other thing uh, that uh, there will be, I think, another massive theme at CES this year is sustainability. You might have heard that. the term is refers to companies and and the, the world's biggest tech companies are here in Las Vegas. This is something they've already adopted. Apple, very well known for their green credentials. Samsung also really uh, picking up the slack there as well. A lot of companies are now seeing that the sustainability uh, of their products, is as important as the products themselves and the features of those products. So the competition is not only coming up with the latest and greatest features, but now also being able to close the loop to to upgrade their sustainability so that their products and their manufacturing has as less an impact on the environment as it can. And by that... That you'll see companies re- using recycled materials. I think back when the Samsung launched the Galaxy Z Fold 4 and the Z Flip 4, they were talking about how 30% of the product was made from recovered plastics from the ocean and uh, using all these other recycled materials. And at, at end of life it is a 100% recyclable so nothing goes into into landfill and so that then sort of creates that circular economy where or closes the loop as they say where they don't actually need to use other materials to make the products they'll just recycle the old ones to make the new ones that's a very simplistic version of what i'm talking about but you can appreciate how the smaller the company's impact on the environment moving forward, I think is another selling point for that company. So they're, they're wearing it as a badge of honor now. And that's, I think, a theme that we're going to be hearing throughout 2023. So here we are. Keep an eye on Tech Guide 2 for all of the things that we're going to see. Uh, but next up, we're going to talk about what's, what LG has already introduced. LG have been busily releasing uh, some press releases ahead of the Consumer Electronics Show. They do this every year. I like that about LG. They try to get ahead of the curve and announce before the Consumer Electronics Show what we can expect to see. Now, of course, they haven't given told us about their brand-new TV or OLED lineup or their uh, their other, other major products other appliance ranges and things like that, but they have given us a taste in some areas of what we can expect to see. The first one is actually pretty a pretty busy category, and that's soundbars. They've already given us a taste of two new soundbars that are going to be introduced, the SC9 and the SC6. The biggest improvements here is that it works seamlessly with the LG TV. So they're trying to st- they're they're taking a the leaf out of the Samsung book here. Samsung have a feature called Q Symphony where if you've got a Samsung soundbar next to a compatible Samsung TV, you're not only using the speakers in the soundbar, you're also using the speakers in the TV. So with Q Symphony you get up to 22 channels of sound. So what LG's come up with is a new feature called WOW Orchestra which uses all the speakers on the LG TV along with all the speakers in the soundbar to create this even bigger soundstage. So looking forward to hearing that with my own ears on the ground here in Las Vegas. And of course, the soundbars have Dolby Atmos. They're also IMAX enhanced as well through DTSX. And of course, the soundbars are designed to have that sort of minimal look to, to, to complement the latest TV range as well. Uh, there's also going to be a new bracket that LG is going to release. So if you've wall-mounted your TV, there's a bracket you can click on the back of the TV and then rest the soundbar on that bracket rather than having to attach the soundbar to the wall itself. So saves on some uh, cable clutter also means you don't need to drill any extra holes in the wall, which uh, I'm a big fan of that. LG also announced their signature range or the the second-generation of their signature range, this is this is their range of of luxury their luxury appliances. So, the signatures normally included their washing machines and dryers, fridges, uh, ovens and microwaves. And there's this second generation that have still t- have still got that minimal design and ultra premium features. That's what makes them signature. They've got to have the ultra-premium design as well as innovative new features. Now, the second generation has taken that performance and design and usability to another level. So they're going to have new and differentiated features along with new colors, materials, and finishes to suit your home's decor. Now, Samsung introduced their bespoke range of fridges before Christmas And this is in response to a trend where customers want to be able to have more control on how their house looks. Now, before, you can only buy a white fridge. Now, you can buy a white fridge, a silver fridge, a black fridge, uh, or gray fridge, I should say. But now Samsung have given you a choice of a range of colors. So there's a whole new palette of colors you can choose. Now LG also giving those that that choice as well, new colors, new materials, and those finishes so that you get your place, your kitchen, your laundry, wherever you've got these appliances, looking exactly how you want to look. So rather than forcing a limited number of choices, you get a greater choice, a greater range of colors and materials and finishes so that you can achieve uh, the look that you want. The uh, from the next week at C- from sorry this week at CES LG Signature Ford or French refrigerator will be there. It has dual insta view, so that's where you tap the window and you can look into the fridge. They've also got an over uh, some a uh, microwave ovens. They've also got an oven range that have built in cameras. So now you know before if you're cooking something, you got to go take a look how it's progressing. Well now it's a smart device. You to log into the camera so you can see for yourself without getting up off the couch or up from the shops. So you could be able to see how your cook is progressing. So you've got to make sure you're not burning anything. And I'm pretty sure that from wherever you are, if it is ready, you can turn it off. Simple. Built-in camera in your oven. Who'd have thought? But I read this next This next product is another favorite announcement of mine, uh, the LG's pre-CES announcement. And it's called the Art Cool Gallery. So imagine a so what what looks like imagine what looks like a a framed image, like a square picture on your wall that now what looks like a frame, there's actually a 27-inch LCD screen in there. So you can use that screen to display art, photos, so looking at it, you think it's a frame. It's like a big photo frame or a digital art frame. It's actually an air conditioner. I love that, how they call it Art Cool Gallery because, get it, cool, art, it's cool, and it's an air conditioner, it's cooling. Uh, so I, think, I, I applaud the name there. But it is what looks like a framed image or a work of art is actually an air conditioner and can heat and cool your home. So on board is LG's dual cylinder inverter compressor, three-way airflow, so it could really optimize for the space that it's in while keeping noise levels as low as 20 decibels. And they've also got the LG AI Dry feature, which removes any moisture that forms inside the air conditioner as well. The new model has a bottom grille that can be detached for easy cleaning. Uh, the LCD screen is bordered with a nice simple frame, so it looks more like that work of art. And you can use the ThinQ app to select from a range of static and animated images, or just choose your favourite family photos to go in there as well. But don't forget, it's a it's an air conditioner. So keep an eye out for that one, the LG Art Cool Gallery. That is, uh, I'll be heading straight to the LG booth to see that for myself. So keep an eye out for that. And as we we are here at the Consumer Electronics Show, Tech Guide will be providing updates every single day on all the new announcements, all the new hands-on things we do, all those quirky products that we find on the show floor. So be sure to keep an eye on techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information is exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring you have a comprehensive plan in place to ensure your information stays private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to Norton's dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi Fi, or online at au.norton.com. And now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennick. First up, first review of the year, and it's the Bowers and Wilkins. PX8 wireless headphones. Now I've spoken about these a couple of times. Uh, I think there was one version that was made for, I think it was the James Bond edition. Then they made a McLaren racing edition as well. And what I'm talking about is just the straight up version, the PX8 wireless headphones. So the features that I'm describing and the quality I'm describing is the same if you choose to buy the Bond version, if you can still find it, or the McLaren version, which is, was released a little bit more recently. So at the at the heart of those editions is the PX8, which I'm about to talk about. Now, this is a reference standard pair of headphones. These are headphones for your true audiophiles who want to hear every single note, squeeze every ounce of quality from their content. They're made from high-quality premium materials, including die-cast aluminium. They've also got diamond-cut bright metal detailing along with Nappa leather on the ear cups and on the headband. Now, I've used these. I've used them on long flights. The Nappa leather is so comfortable, you forget you're wearing them. Even on the longest international flight, you're getting that amazing quality, but also great comfort as well. Now, under the hood is where, all, where it all happens. And uh, what the PX-8 has is the all-new bespoke ultra-high-resolution carbon cones. Now, what's different with these is that they are angled at, in such a way so that it maintains the same distance between the cone and your ear to offer the lowest possible distortion and give you that reference quality audio resolution. And Bowers and Wilkins, they know plenty about audio cones. In fact, the ones aboard the PX8 were inspired by the units used in their Bowers and Wilkins 700 series loudspeaker range. Anyone who's ever heard those, and I have, it will your draw will hit the floor how good that sounds. That's kind of Bowers & Wilkins' most prestigious product of their, their 700 series and 800 series loudspeakers. So what Bowers & Wilkins has done is shrunk down that technology for these headphones to offer that amazing and ultimate combination of ultra-fast response plus low distortion throughout the entire frequency range. So tick that box, quality in spades. Now, the, the quality, the detail, the PX8, you really need to hear it to appreciate it. But trust me, I thought the PX7S2 set a great standard, but the PX8 is actually noticeably better. Uh, and I think the, the idea for an audiophile is to hear the music as the artist intended. They want their music to sound like it's being played in front of them. And that's what the PX8 can offer. So I was listening to high-res services like Tidal, QBuzz, I was also listening to Lossless Audio on Apple Music, and I think it gives you a greater appreciation of audio quality and what's possible with a pair of headphones. So I think part of the the PX8 is also wireless technology. Now, audiophiles are very fussy. If there's a choice between wireless or a cable, they'll choose a cable, and you'll be pleased to know the PX8 also comes with a USB-C to 3.5mm cable, So you can physically connect it to traditional sources like a stereo system, a high-res audio player. You can do that. But it also has the Qualcomm aptX adaptive wireless technology, which means it can create the best possible connection and and offer the best possible quality between your headphones and your phone, your tablet, or your computer, despite it being wireless. So there there is that quality still there. But as I said, for audio purists, there is a cable that comes with it. So you're able to plug it into your traditional sources like high-resolution players, audio systems. And if you're on a plane as well, you want to connect it to the audio system on the plane. So that that cable also comes in handy there as well. There's physical controls on the cup, so easy to navigate. I love how there's different textures on if you're reaching for the volume or the pause There is a different texture in the button in the middle, so you can easily find your way just by feeling it, so you don't have to look at it. You don't have to take the headphones off, which is a very smart move as well. There are six high-performance microphones on board because this is active noise cancellation, don't forget. So what it does, it measures the output of each driver Two are used to react to the ambient noise. Two are then used to supply the voice clarity with enhanced noise suppression. So all those microphones work together to provide active noise cancellation and clear voice calls. Voice calling I thought was great. I have heard better though. And in terms of the level of noise cancellation, these are on par. In fact, they're based on the same noise-cancelling technology that was used with the PX7S2. So in terms of noise-cancelling quality, these are the same as the PX7. In terms of audio quality, these are better than the PX7S2. Uh, but I, I think on the calling side, they're, they're good. I have heard better, though. So calling quality could be better. They're, not, they're still easily... Great quality, but I have heard slightly better quality with other headphones. There's also a companion app for the Bowers & Wilkins earphones. It's called the Bowers & Wilkins Music app, and you can do things like uh, switch between A and C and pass-through. There's a shortcut button for that on the headphones as well, just so you know. Uh, also lets you stream uh, the quality limit. So if you've got maybe not much data on your phone or... I don't know, at home, you want to maybe reduce the amount of data you use. You can actually set the level of quality so that obviously the highest possible quality uses more data. Uh, if you don't have that much data to spare, you can change the quality so you're using less data. For me, uh, I thought i got plenty of data. I've made it all the- set, everything at the highest possible levels, both on the cellular network and on Wi-Fi. I thought, give me everything. I- I've got plenty of data. I'm not afraid to use it. Uh, on the battery side, the Bowers and Wilkins PX8 headphones lasted thirty hours, which is huge. You, you can do a, a you can fly to LA and back on the same charge. So that's what twelve hours there, thirteen hours back. What's that? Twenty five hours still on the same charge. Well, you can go Sydney to London. Uh, that that there's twenty four hours of flying time there, easily covered still uh, with the thirty hours of playback. There's a quick recharge feature too. You plug it in for 15 minutes, that gets you another seven hours of playtime, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, the Bowers and Wilkins PX8 headphones. Now, let's talk the price. And as I said, these are reference quality audiophile level headphones. There's a 1,149 bucks. And if that price is too high for you, you're not an audiophile. If that's if you're thinking, whoa, hang on a minute, that's that's expensive, then you would not be classed as an audiophile because an audiophile traditionally would is willing to spend the money to hear the better quality. And if you, if that price, I think, for an a audiophile level set of headphones is pretty reasonable. We spoke, of, I think, a couple of months ago about the Focal Bathys, which were about $12.99. Again, same sort of ballpark and same kind of audio reproduction and quality, then – if it, if it allows audiophiles to hear the music exactly as it was meant to be heard, then that's the sort of quality it can deliver and those customers are more than willing to pay for that sort of quality. The Bowers & Wilkins PX8 headphones, they are, I think, the one of the best headphones money can buy right now. Uh, they sound amazing. They'll also look really nice as well. If you want to see our complete review though, check it out, techguide.com.au. The Philips Air Performer – no, it's not an acrobat on, on a high wire. This is a purifier and a fan in one. So kill two birds with one stone here, purify the air, and keep yourself cool this summer. So filter the air, clean the air, stay cool at the same time. I know Dyson has a similar product, but it's not as big as this. The Dyson is a lot smaller. Uh, well, one of the, I think there is one version that's about the same size. But this Philips Air Performer, it's it's a, it's one oh six centimeters tall, so it's a, more than a meter tall. Twenty six point two centimeters wide, so it's got a decent footprint, not too big. Um, but it is a it does live up to its name in terms of air performer because this is the first air purifier that uses artificial intelligence to sense the air quality, even analysing outdoor data and your room size to maximize its performance and maximize performance in terms of using less power while still providing the best cooling and also adapting to the various, the air quality in your home as well. It's a very smart cookie. This one, it does uh, bring together this impressive purification system with uh, this fan because so it's a bladeless fan uh, on the purification side. There's a three layer nano protect HEPA filtration system. So that can eliminate 99.97% of microscopic particles from the air in your home. So if you've got sensitivities, allergies, uh, you're prone to, if there's odors in the air, cooking smells, pet dander, bacteria, all this microscopic stuff is in the air, this can remove that from the air. And as it does it, the artificial intelligence kicks in to adjust the amount of filtration that's needed while also adjusting. It's got smart sensors and machine learning, so it learns as it goes, so it becomes even more efficient the longer you use it. It has this self-adaptive technology that can sense the air quality and remove those things we spoke about, bacteria, pollen, dust, those harmful gases, odours, all these pollutants that are commonly found inside your home. A lot of people are under the misconception that the air inside your home is not dirty. It is often worse than the outside air because it's got nowhere to go. So having a purifier really puts you in charge here. And if you are someone who does suffer these sensitivities and allergies, a purifier could solve your problem and change your life like the Philips Air Performer. Now, it's not too noisy. That's what I really like about it. it, it is It does use its AI to reduce the noise and energy consumption. It can easily, like what it can generate, airflow of, of up to 1,730 cubic meters per hour. That means it's really easy to cool and purify larger rooms up to 70 square meters. And the unit itself can also rotate up to 350 degrees. got a little swivel base, so it can reach every corner of the room as well. Uh, airflow is adjustable, so you can choose direct airflow or diffused airflow. Um, the display on the unit, though, is a little confusing because there is the thing you could you adjust is fan speed. The rest is up to the purifier. So I adjusted the fan speed all the way up to the top. I think it goes up to 10. But on the display, it said 27 degrees. Now I thought, hang on a minute, I don't want it to be 27 degrees in here. I want it to be cooler than that. But that actually, that display is actually the outside air temperature just so you know. So confusing to me, I I thought, oh, hang on, that's the temperature that the machine's trying to reach. No, it's not. It's the temperature outside. So don't panic if you see 29 degrees. It's not going to make it 29 degrees. It's just telling you what the outside temperature is. So I did hit the panic button for a little bit there. Speaking of buttons, it comes with a little remote control that can fit magnetically on top of the unit when you're not using it. So the basic features like on-off, change the airflow, uh, set sleep timer, and turn the swivel on and off. But it also has a companion app called the Air Plus. Now, what this is, free to download iOS and Android, and allows you to then see more information about the indoor and outdoor air quality while controlling the unit itself. So it can send you notifications if it's uh, air's particularly dirty and needs to be. Uh, you need to turn it on. Uh, you can connect this to your home's wireless network, as I did, and then you're able to control it through the app. The Philips air performer is priced at 799 bucks and if you uh, want to stay cool this summer and want the air to be pure than than it is right now, then I think this is a pretty wise investment. So check it out. The full review is at techguide.com.au. Now we spoke earlier about Samsung's Bespoke refrigerator range which means that you can customize it to look exactly how you want it to look that's the very definition of bespoke is creating something that you prefer so it's suitable to your taste now you can do that as well would you believe with the samsung galaxy z flip 4 so you know the flip phone that was introduced back in august and this is like a 6.2 inch screen phone folds in half But you can create your own version at the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4 Bespoke Studio. So really, if you want to create your own look, you can do that. Now, there's three areas you can change. The front panel, the frame, and the rear panel. So this gives you color options. You can mix and match, have it the same color, have a different frame color, Change it to suit your taste. Whatever you want to do, you simply go to this site and the links on Tech Guide, and then you fire it up. the 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 gallery will show you, like for example, the frame of the which makes up the edges of the screen and the hinge. That's that's available silver, gold, or black. So that's your first choice. Second choice is the front panel. Now. Above the front panel is the display area. So there's the two lens cameras and the display that stays black, but there's an area below that, a decent area that you can choose either to be bora, purple, yellow, white, Navy, car key, or red. So there's those options. Then moving to the rear panel, the back panel, which is the whole back of the phone. Again, the same six color choices, Bora, purple, yellow, white, Navy, car key, and red. Now, You might want to have the whole thing the same color. So you might want to have red on the front, red on the back with a black frame. Boom. Or you might want to go gold frame, red on the back, blue on the front. So this whole different look. You might be uh you you might want to create it to look more like your team's colors. You might be a supporter and you might want this to reflect that. So you might have silver, blue, and white, or red red, silver, and blue, whatever you want, whether it's what you want to match your country's flag or your team's colors or just colors you like. So the, the choice is yours. Now, according to a study by Forbes, 80% of customers are more likely to purchase from a brand that offers this sort of personalization, while 63% will stop buying from brands that offer little or no personalization options. Now, I know that the Z Flip 4 is available in a range of already established colors and the color is the same front back. So I think you can get, you can get your purple, uh, yellow, but that's the, the, the color for the whole thing. If you want the bespoke edition, then you can simply fire it up online and they'll make it and send it to you. So you get your very own version of your phone. So you've just designed your own bespoke Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. And that's something to be proud of. If you want to find out more and see how that's done for yourself, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi Fi 6e is the first and only Wi Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system, opening an exclusive all new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi Fi perfectly engineered. Wi Fi 6e, the fastest Wi Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash AU. That's the place to go if you need cables, a portable battery pack, cases, MagSafe products, you name it, computer accessories, they've got you covered. Now, I thought being the first episode of the year, and following the Christmas shopping period, and all the Boxing Day sales, I thought I'd just briefly touch on knowing your rights as a consumer, what you can do, what you can't do, if things don't work out how they're supposed to, what your rights actually are. And the good news is that the law is on your side. And I'm talking about Australian consumer law, which allows you to have, if a product's not working properly, you're entitled to a refund, a repair, or a replacement. Stores that say no refunds, that's actually illegal. You are entitled to get your money back if you're not happy with the product, if it's not working as described, if there's been faults with it, you can get your money back. And the other thing to talk about too, and this is for larger items, like TVs are probably the best example, even beyond the warranty period. Most TV warranties are 12 months, there are some that are three years, Beyond the warranty period, don't let a store tell you that you have no rights. If something goes wrong beyond the warranty period, yes, you are protected by Australian consumer law because the law states there is a reasonable expectation for your television or other large item you've paid thousands of dollars for to last longer than 12 months or three years in the case of the products with a three-year warranty. They're not designed to break down for such after such a short period. So yes, don't worry if the warranty's expired. If you've paid thousands of dollars for a TV and something happens in year three, you are covered. Now, in terms of getting uh, refunds for stuff you maybe purchased at Christmas time, just remember that if it's a bulky item and you need it to be returned because there's something it's faulty, the the retailer has to organise transport. So don't think you need to put the big TV in the back of the car or other big bulky item. They have to organise that for free, and don't let them tell you that you need to contact the company directly. So, if you purchase something from JB or Harvey Norman, and it's that, that something's happened, you turn up at JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman, they won't, they can't tell you you need to contact the company yourself. They have to act on your behalf. After all, you're the JB Hi-Fi or the Harvey Norman or Bingley or or good guys. You're their customer. They should represent you. So don't let them tell you otherwise. And also, if they offer you a a extended warranty, I like to ask this question. What does the extended warranty you're offering for hundreds of dollars, what does that offer me that the Australian consumer law does not? And I guarantee you they won't be able to answer. So keep your money in your pocket. Save that for something else you don't need an extended warranty. Well, that is our show for this week and the first one for 2023. Welcome back, everyone. We're glad that you, uh, you've you come back to listen to the show. Uh, if you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, check us out, techguide.com.au. Keep an eye on the site, too, throughout the Consumer Electronics Show. A lot of cool stuff that you're going to be seeing there as well, and we'll put it all up on TechGuide. If you want to get in touch with us, please email us, info at techguide.com.au or or click the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage. That will have the same effect. It'll get an email to me, and I'll answer that and get it back to you as soon as I can. We'd like to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great companies who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thanks once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.